0: I cannot lie to you folks that that never gets old. I don't know what it is about that little thing that I found on the internet, but man, that gets me pumped up to talk recovery. I'm Scott. Oops, And I broke my mic and I don't edit. So you'll get all of this. I am Scott. I'm sober heathen. This is sober heathen podcast. Thank you for listening. Whatever you might be listening on man uh things are firing up for the podcast uh good podcast today two more good ones tomorrow um bunch of people in the queue to finalize the time i am truly blessed and and so appreciative that people are willing to come on like jim is today to tell their story and share it in the hopes that we can help somebody out there that's suffering and uh, we can we can trigger that thing in their mind um that you know what i can do this and uh, that's what it's all about. So, Jim from Jersey, welcome to the podcast, man. How the heck are you? How long you been sober? Tell us a little bit about yourself, my friend.
1: Hey, how you doing? Doing good today. Uh, yeah, My name is Jim. I'm from Jersey. Uh, 29th of this month will be 20, uh, 24 months, two years sober, 29th of this month. Awesome. So, coming up coming up on that anniversary, which is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm like 57 years old. Uh, service manager for commercial roofing company, married six grandkids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – I'm so glad to see, you know, sobriety starting to become way more normalized than it used to be. Sure. You know, it always you, – you, always, you, know, you hear about AA meetings, you think about old dudes under the bridge with a bottle, and stuff like that. You know, nothing nothing like it is now. I'm, I'm so happy the way things are going because it's – it made such a huge difference for me.
0: Yeah, we're finally getting that stigma removed a little bit. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you can see it so much with like, you got like so many alcohol-free bars popping up here and there and, you know, alcohol-free celebrations, things like that. It seems like uh, people are starting to really finally find out the truth that it is, you know, people always thought it was a poison for people who had a drinking problem. No, do your research. It's a poison for anybody who puts it in their body.
0: Sure, sure. Oh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What uh what uh, you know uh it I, I don't like to always use the AA lingo because some people are turned off by that, but uh you know I am a fan of AA, but I'm a fan of every type of recovery, you know. Uh you know, what happened? Uh you know, what were you like? What happened and what are you sure, now? Who no are you now?
1: <laughs> You got it, you got it. Uh let's see. Started drinking probably yeah, right around when I was 14. And just like Pretty much from the beginning, I would say I had like no off switch. There was no, you know, I know some people ease into it with problems and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like pedal to the metal after the first one. That was it. There's no turning it off. And, you know, it started off, you know, slowly on weekends, stuff like that. But yeah, then it, it just took off. And I, uh, but I, I was at it for 40 years before I finally had enough. Yeah. And, and you know, just, Lots of, uh, lots of consequences behind it. Like a lot of people have DUIs, loss of jobs, divorce, uh, actually spent nine years in prison. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just a, it was a shit show. It's that simple. Um, but then, yeah, finally, like I said, two years ago, I'd had enough. It got to the point. It's like, well, you know, I got to do something or this is just literally going to kill me and it's got to stop. So at that point I, uh, Went into a thirty day program, and that's that's probably what changed everything for me. Was going to that thirty day program and learning a lot.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Because the counselor's so, there. I mean, go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, I just I, I was just going to say thirty day program. That was it. That's what that was the turning point.
1: Yeah, that that was that uh, definitely. Because I know uh, you hear a lot of people saying, "Yo, I don't know what clicked for me." Well, I can't I can't physically tell you what clicked for me this time. Yeah. But yep. yeah, the thirty the thirty day program and learning from people in there, learning from counselors in there. Ad is funny. There was one counselor, great name for an addiction counselor, his, and he showed me his license because I had to ask him. His name is Glorious.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: Like, all right, dude, you got my attention with that. But he, glorious, and that's yeah. what he said. Yep, he talked about like you said. He said, you know, doesn't have to be AA, doesn't have to be NA, doesn't have to be whatever. He said something that stuck with me, and I still use it to this day. He's like, you know what? you do whatever the fuck it takes to stay sober.
0: Bingo. Yeah, if I mean what, so whatever cool. that is, whatever that is in the day. And you know, one thing that I you know, it's a lot of people, you know, will be like you can't just sleep all day. Okay. You know, I'm glad you're not drinking. You can't bullshit. If if things are <laughs> weighing you down and your mind is going sideways and the only thing that is going to stop that is to rest. I mean, especially in early recovery. And and that term I think is you know, it's subjective. Um, what is early recovery? Because you know, uh, you know, you look at the uh, the medical side of it. It's it can take a year. It can take ye- a few years for your brain to come back to normal. So, what is re- early recovery? I don't know, but it's whatever it takes. I mean, at a point, you got to get up and and move and do things. I get that, but um, when you're in the thick of it, man, forty years. That's uh, forty years of 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 drinking and a thirty day program, dude. That must have been one hell of a program. That is awesome.
1: <laughs> it was it was a great program I, you know besides the program and this is for anybody out there who's struggling or anything else you got to want it. it it's that simple you've got to want it you you can't go you know don't get me wrong I love my wife I love my family I love my grandkids my, my kids all that but I can't do it for them I got to do it for me that's all there is to it so anybody who's out there struggling you, you have to do it for you you have to and it's, I explained it to my wife when I first came home from the 30 day program. I said, you know what? I'm sorry, but in the beginning, you got to be selfish. You got to be selfish with your time. You got to be selfish with your emotions. You got to be able to tell people, hey, you know what? No, I'm not going to the barbecue because I just came out of rehab and I don't need to be around, you know, 50 people having beer, and alcohol, or whatever else.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we were, what people need to understand, you know, uh, we are so selfish in the addiction. We're willing to sacrifice all these things, you know, family, uh, uh, career, uh, financial situations in that selfish nature. And it sucks because they look at it like you've been selfish for 40 years, you know, and now, now, now we gotta, well, it, 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 it is what it is. You, you have to, you have to have that time. And, and you said it absolutely correct, man. You have to want it. And, you uh i had tweeted yesterday that you can't love your way out of this and you can't be loved out of it meaning no matter how much you love your children and your family your wife a significant other whatever um if if you don't that, that's man it, it, it's not enough you have to do it for yourself you have to find that self-worth to overcome for sure
1: that that's exactly that that is so true because um I can't remember if I posted on Twitter or not, but I know I posted in a couple of Facebook groups that I'm on or so- sobriety groups that um, when you want your recovery as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you'll make a change.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. And, so, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah, no, that, that, that's it. I mean, that that's one of the things that definitely, and for me, just because, and this is what I loved what you said in the beginning. You know what? AA is not for me. It's worked for millions and millions of people. I got no problem with it. Sure. But find what works for you. Find and the biggest thing that worked for me, especially when I started doing it in uh, rehab and more and more when I got out was uh, the brain part is what clicks for me. Learning yeah. that hey, you know what? You got to make new neural pathways. You got to do this, you learn new habits and it's all it's all possible because some people and even me you know before I got serious about recovery you get so focused on just just not drinking but not doing anything else right you can't, yes you can ju- you can just not drink but you're not changing who you are
0: yeah 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 i had a counselor uh, J- john p duty was his name talk about names for a counselor right
1: <laughs> he uh,
0: he was a he i think he was serious he said he was a, he worked in a, a a factory and he was a toilet paper inspector and with the name john p duty <laughs> but he, he got sober, and nine years later, his wife left him because he didn't change his thinking and his attitude. He just got dry. You know, he, he, quit, he quit going to the bottle. So you're absolutely right on that, man. Absolutely. You know, I got to say something. For, for people that are watching this on YouTube, okay, I, I look at Jim – And, you know, we judge people immediately on looks. I look at Jim and I cannot see a dude that drank for 40 years and and the way you present yourself and the smile and the brightness in your eyes, man, I I can't see a dude that drank for 40 years or was in prison uh, for nine years. I can't see that. And I think that's important to point out because, you know, this stuff isn't the guy under the bridge, as you mentioned earlier, with the, with the paper bag, that's not just those people. Um, everyday people uh that appear uh normal uh that appear to to got their, to have their shit together they're struggling too you have no idea this disease is cunning baffling and powerful to quote another aa spiel but it's the truth man it's the truth i i wouldn't walk down the street and see jim and be like dude that guy definitely drank for 40 years four decades <laughs> of drinking right there no you'd never think that you, the, your presentation you know and everything it, it's I think it's important to, for people to understand that it's not just the bums on the street that struggle with addiction.
1: Exactly. No, I agree 100% because I know, like I said, you know, well, I don't deal too much with AA, but while I was in uh, rehab, I did read the big book and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, you listen to what Bill says in there, and it, it literally says, you know, outside of drinking, most of the people he was dealing with were high-functioning people. Yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't yeah. leave the damn bottle alone.
0: Yeah, yeah, people that wouldn't normally mix, you know, you'd have millionaires running, you know, CEOs, a company coming in there. And that's why they had to do the whole anonymous thing. So people would actually show up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. AA has has a lot of good to it, but there are so many other things. There's Talking Circle, there's Life Ring. Um, there, uh, I can't remember which one now off the top of my head. One of those is Native American based, you know, um, walking the red road, that type of thing. They all They all are awesome. And I promote all of them. And I support people that don't like one for whatever reason, then don't like it. Okay. Go find the next thing. As long as you're looking and, and working on it, man, I I think you're doing the right thing, right? I mean.
1: Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. You know what? Whatever program, non-program, whatever it is that's working for you. But the, the biggest thing is definitely connection. You have got to have connection. Sure. There is, there is no doing this alone. You try it alone, I guarantee you're going to be right back where you started.
0: Right on. So for me, um, I was engaged to a woman that, uh, you know, marked off all the boxes that I could have ever wanted as for what I wanted in a mate. And she's the most wonderful person, one of the most wonderful person that, people that I've ever met in my entire life. And, you know, she had to do what she had to do to protect herself and her son who was at mine um she, we were both married once before um and and she had to say okay you you have to go away i'm sorry i love you but you have to go away and and it's unfortunate that it got that far but that those things needed to happen um as far, it sounds like you got a big family uh, did you experience anything close to that at all
1: yeah i mean not so much you had to go away. my first wife yeah definitely caused problems there um my family cut co- pretty much stayed by me um there's a few friends that i don't want to say they left i kind of walked away from them because it's like you know no i'm going down another path that this is not where we need to be i mean i'm blessed because i got five friends that i've been friends with for well over 40 years and they were all right there beside me they had no problem with anything like that but i mean as far as you know family and losing things yeah i mean was it an alcohol-related offense that cost me nine years in prison? No, but it was definitely lead the lifestyle that, you know, sure. just didn't give a shit. <laughs> it sure. was that simple. I just didn't, didn't care. And right. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, I uh, there's a, a group on Facebook called Recovery Elevator that I heard about in um, rehab that I got hooked up with. And I actually did a little interview with them probably, probably about six months ago. And I told them the same thing. I said, you know, the sad part is, I mean, I'm happy now looking back. But the sad part is when I was in it is you land in prison and you hear all the stories? And trust me, the the horror stories don't even touch what it really is, Sure, but you you let, you land in prison. And then the sad part is, is you're around a bunch of other people who are just like you. So it's almost like a comfort zone.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I have not spent that kind of time. I've done months in jail, County jail. Um, so I, I, I don't know what it's like to go to prison. Um, but yeah, I mean there was a lot of relatability in there man and and it's like you, you people again we we're, we're human we we judge people immediately you'd think you'd have nothing in common and then all of a sudden it's like, holy crap you're going through the same thing I'm going through yeah I I, I get it
1: exactly I get it. exactly in and fact, that's one of the big
0: sorry it, I just said the other day I did say this that, it might be easier if I was just back in jail because I was going through it.
1: Yeah. Mean I mean, to cut you you off. De- <laughs> No, that's fine. Cause then you're removed from everything. I get it. You know, yeah. you, you, your routine's the same every day, constantly bang, 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 breakfast at this time, lunch, dinner, whatever you're doing, wreck, a job, yard, whatever, doesn't matter. But yeah, it's a structure. And honestly, in the beginning of recovery, that's what we need. We need sure. structure because we never had it. At least I, I can't say we, I never had structure. I mean, yeah, I went to work every day. I wasn't one of these guys who missed work all the time because he was drunk or anything like that. Not that I didn't show up for work drunk, but, you know, <laughs> I didn't miss Yes, I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it, it, that's just it. You, you need that structure. And that was one – I think that's one thing that helped me a lot with – I know it's not feasible for a lot of people. One thing that helped me a lot with going to rehab was the structure.
0: Yeah. was you know, you had you had
1: your – you had we had one-on-one counseling sessions with your assigned counselor. Then you had breakout sessions and you had certain things here and there and it it was great. I mean the structure was good. I learned a lot while I was in there. Um but yeah, the whole the whole mind thing definitely one of the things I shared uh not too long ago with somebody was um I'm big on visualization and how you see yourself will make such a huge difference in your life.
0: Yeah.
1: In all sobriety, I don't care if it's drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. I mean you can be addicted to shopping. It doesn't matter. It's still an addiction, but how you see yourself I, yeah. is huge. And that was, um, I'd say that was probably one of the, and I didn't go to that many AA meetings after I got out, but that was probably one of the things that turned me off is the few I went to was, yeah, I get it. You know, first time go around, you introduce yourself, alcoholic, but then it was like, every time they spoke, they said that. And to me, it's like, you're just kind of beating that into your brain. Like you're not going to be anything, but Sure. you can be a functioning human being who knows, Hey, you know what? I can never touch a drink again. Th- right. That's fine. right? But it doesn't mean doesn't mean that tag is me.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was interesting, too, because you get a lot of conflicting things. Because if you read the big book, it mentions, and I've highlighted it, and I pointed it out in, in many AA meetings. And I'd like to get a good discussion on somebody that is hardcore AA about it. It says in there several times, we have recovered. It's used the word recovered exactly. as like exactly. it's been achieved so bill w and and the the original group they weren't saying that this is something that you have to abuse yourself for a lifetime um some people say that once once you're drunk you're always a drunk once you're an alcoholic you're always an alcoholic well i know that if i go back to pick and pick up a bottle i'll go right back to where it was i can i can concede that argument but you know it's not obsessing my mind all day every day and i'll be 8 months uh, sober tomorrow and Awesome. I don't even think about it, dude. I And, and this is, it, it is so weird to me. And it happened just, it just happened. And like you, I can't put a, a, a time on it. I know the events that led up to it where I just completely gave in that I can't do this anymore, but I, I couldn't pick the day. You know what I mean? It, yep. Yep. It, you know, being, being Narcan um, in an ambulance outside my house because I was found passed out by my 98 year old grandmother didn't stop me. I kept going, Yeah, you know, so, man. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Structure. You mentioned structure. I think that's good too. Um, Harbor hall where I went to in Petoskey, Michigan, man, it was, it was absolute structure. You know, uh, you were where you needed to be five minutes early or the entire house. It was 30 dudes um, (laughs) suffered, you know, and Ah. and the one thing they always held over everybody's head and it never bothered me because I wasn't a smoker. But boy, when they brought out, you know what? We're going to take smoking away if, if people don't get to their get to the places on time or shit's not cleaned up properly. And I just sit back and laugh because you just see dudes just <laughs> so glad I never fell into that pit. So glad I never fell
1: into it. So it's motivation, and there's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, no, no. It's and, it, and it's structure. I mean, it's you're this isn't somewhere where you come and be comfortable. That, I think that was the most important lesson they 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 taught us was. If you're not uncomfortable here, then you're not doing it right, or we're not doing it right, rather.
1: Exactly, exactly. Right. They would, the, the rehab I was in was, was just in Sunrise House here in Jersey. But, yeah, it, would, it was the same thing. They're, they're like, hey, you know what? The meeting's at 12 o'clock. You should really be here at 11.55. Right, but, right. You know, whatever, whatever the deal is, but it was the same thing, yeah, you know, and that was it. And it, they got to a point. It happened be- just before I got there. They had to make a lot of changes, but yeah, it even got to the point where they made like this. Like, I'm not a smoker either, so yeah. When people had their smoke breaks, now this one was it was a co ed rehab, so yeah, it got to the point where they were so worried about it, it's like no, the women are all the way on this side of the facility, and the men are all the way on that side of the facility for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> you, need, yeah, yeah. you need to focus. You need to focus on your sobriety. Let you know. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some people there which. I guarantee they probably would have met back a thousand times just going for a seven day detox and come back. It's like, that's,
0: that's not doing you any good. It, it's no, really not. It, it's not, you know, I, I, that's something I want to have like a panel discussion about one day on this podcast, uh, you know, uh, forced jail. Um, when, yeah, technically you broke the law. Um, I'm, I'm kind of libertarian when it comes to that. Like if you haven't hurt anybody, you shouldn't be put in a cage. Um, but but sometimes, you know, it's needed to calm me the fuck down. Like, yeah, if yep. if my dad wouldn't have came, you know, I, I'm. If you listen to the podcast, my dad and I's relationship is really only a few years old now, and uh, he came and bailed me out. And I, I I think back to it, and it's like I would have sat there for months and months and months before I got to see a judge, because um, yep. when they picked me up, it was a two year old O W I. It happened during uh, COVID. And it was two years Mm. before they came and even did anything to me. I had no idea I had a warrant. But anyway, I wonder if sitting in jail at that time would have clicked things. I can't live in the past. You know what I mean? But uh, being forced, uh, a judge forcing you into treatment and you're going there and just going through the motions. I wonder if it's still not beneficial, like forcing you to go to AA meetings or some sort of recovery meeting. I still wonder, even if you're not really listening or you're fucking off the whole time, that something doesn't start to seep in what do you think i mean I, what are your thoughts on it yeah, i got no, you here
1: I, yeah no i would definitely think that i definitely there, there's i don't think you could physically completely tune out of anything sure so i would think you'd have to be getting something i mean yeah. there, there's no way you couldn't and yeah yeah the, like you said the force rehab force AA meetings yeah i'm sure at first you could sit there with your arms crossed this is bullshit i don't need to be here you know yeah, whatever yeah. your problem happens to be but yeah there's no way you can sit through it and especially if you're around people who are uh, truly working the program, truly whatever program it is, right. who truly who truly following the sobriety, trying to do what they want to do to stay and to be recovered and all that. There's no way you couldn't pick stuff up. I, I can't see that because I know there was a couple people that I was in rehab with who were court-ordered. And then uh, after rehab, I went to an IOP program. And there's one guy there who was court-ordered because he got a DUI and stuff. And, yeah, in the beginning, he was definitely, you know, fine. I'm here to check the box. I'm here because they say the judge says I got to be. And we started talking to him. It's like, well, and yet at first he wouldn't come up with it. At first he was like, oh, well, you know, it, it wasn't my fault. I had a tail light out. That's why I got pulled over. It's like, well, maybe that is why you got pulled over or whatever. But yeah. then then we finally started talking to him. And it's like, all right. I asked him one time. I said, all right, dude. I said, you got a DUI. So said, have you ever had another one? I said, no. I said, honestly how many times do you think you could have had one before you got caught yeah and that's when it that's when like the light bulb went off in his head he's like yeah i guess you're right it's like and i told him i said dude i'm not judging you i can't tell you how many times i drove freaking drunk that i shouldn't have been driving and yeah. you know i only went up with in 40 years i only got two duis i don't know how i managed that one but right. it is what yeah. it is <laughs> but that's just it he like you're talking about he was picking things up or he was forced to be there but by the end he was sharing. He was talking, and he actually said when he was leaving it, he wanted to live the sober life. He wasn't just there to you because know, the judge made him anymore.
0: Yeah, I think I I've changed my perspective on that uh, recently because I I thought it was doing a disservice uh, to the people that are in there taking it seriously, and I'd heard that that mindset before, and I I was tending to agree with. It. It's like, well, if they don't want it, don't send them here and ruin the meeting for everybody else, or, or you know, ruin treatment for everybody else. But nah. It's life or death, man. And I've I met in the four treatments that I was in, and all the experience I have with all these thousands of hours of AA and other meetings, I've met one person that legit didn't need to be there, and he didn't even say it. He didn't even say (laughs) I don't need to be here. He's 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 like everybody that in my family thinks I have a problem and need to be here, so I'm here and I'm going to do my best to see if that's true or not. And turns out. Uh the counselors and the people that re- ran the treatment, like had to call his parents who paid for him to come there and tell them he doesn't need to be here. He does not have a substance <laughs> use disorder. And they didn't believe him. <laughs> so he ended up staying for 30 days and completed the program and did everything. Again. And they're like, we can't keep him any here, lo- here any longer. There is no point. It's He's keeping a bed from somebody else. And so that's yeah, the that only is- person. That's the only person. He-
1: and he probably still got some. He probably still got some good stuff. He out. did.
0: He did. And he's he's living the recovery life still because he's he sees what can happen. He's a smart dude, and he's like, "Yeah, man, it's like, yeah. I,
1: don't yeah, yeah, I don't want to be you,
0: dude. <laughs> I don't want to be you, exactly." And I was like, yeah, I "Good. Guess. I don't want you to be me either,
1: fucker." Exactly. That's why. That's why I tell people all the time who aren't there. It's like, now I don't want to see you walk the path that I walked. No way. Yeah.
0: It's just it, it sucks. It sucks. You know. And and but. As I try to say as often as I can, and, and I hopefully you can agree with this, you know, uh, I got four OWIs, you know, I got like $29 in my account right now. Uh, I haven't seen my kids in person, my twin boys that are 10. I haven't seen them in person in over a year. Um, get to see them next Monday at a baseball game uh, from a distance probably, awesome. but still. But yeah, I wouldn't trade this position that I'm in right now with no license for five to seven years. Uh, I wouldn't trade this to go back to my best day of drinking because I know where it led to and where it would lead to again. And that's the God to honest truth, man. I I don't know if you can relate or agree, uh, but people need to understand that it is still way better even when the life sucks ass.
1: Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. It it is because I, like you said, I guarantee if I, you know, pick up one drink, get, like I said, I was always full throttle, so there'd be no stopping me. It'd just be, and yeah, my, my worst day now is still, and two years, coming up on two years removed, having a chance to think about That's it awesome. and really look back at it. I, uh I can't really say I had good days drinking. While I was drinking, I thought they were good days, but yeah. in reality, no, I didn't get shit accomplished. I was, you know, yeah. I, was, I was a mess. It's that simple, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, but, if, if I was still drinking, let's see, I got off work today at like 2 o'clock, I'd be hammered by now. <laughs> There's no no lying about it. That, that's what, that's where I would Dude, be right now.
0: I, I somehow fumbled my way through working in from uh, you know a painter up to safety coordinator, up to project manager. That company went down. I moved over to another company making more money as a safety guy. Got fired from there from drinking. Somehow found another job as the uh, safety director over like 200 some employees making damn good money, working for damn good people. And I remember I would work like five hours a day and be doing running errands the last two, but that was the errands were half pints (laughs) (laughs) down the, down the throat going home. And and finally they found me sleeping in a parking lot and they canned me too. Rightfully so. Um, But yeah, it, it, I didn't, you know, saying that now it's like, how stupid are you? But I didn't, I didn't see it. And, and I guess nope. if I'm being honest, I didn't care. I had to drink. It, it went from, it went from habit to obsession. Yep. Right. I mean, exactly. that sound right. Yeah. I mean,
1: oh, it there, sounds a hundred percent right.
0: Yeah. I know when I first started drinking, you know, I, it gave me everything that I wanted to be, you know, I was outgoing. I, I felt I was funnier. You know, I could talk to women, and and it gave me that but that was that was short lived. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is alcohol gave me wings but then it took away the sky. And I think that, you know, I think yep. that really sums it up pretty good, man.
1: Oh, it, it definitely does. I mean, you know, for me it was like childhood trauma and shit I was using to bury it. Um but yeah, it was just yeah and um you talk about that and one of the quotes that I always like is like alcohol worked until it didn't anymore. Right. And that's exactly what happened. And it it didn't take me long from work that didn't. Right, right. (laughs) And that that was just it. Yeah, just like you, same thing, you know. I've been roofing forever. Uh, But, yeah, I started off as a roofer. And then, yeah, I worked, same thing. I worked my way up to a foreman. I worked my way up to a project manager. Oh, yeah, project manager. I get to drive around and check on jobs. So guess what happened in between jobs driving? Yeah, man. (laughs) And same thing, got fired for it and everything else. And, yeah, and. That's just it. You would think it would click. You'd think something in your head somewhere along the way would say, all right, stupid, you know, this is like job 15. You've lost now. and Maybe you work your way back up again. But uh, when are you going to realize what's going on here?
0: Well, I mean, the the disease is telling us, well, it just keeps getting better. So clearly alcohol is not the problem. You know, exactly. and like you said, it wasn't the problem until it was the fucking problem.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I mean I remember it was uh probably about a month before I went to rehab, I lost another job for drinking. <laughs> and um <laughs> so I was out looking I was looking for jobs and then you know I'd go fill out an application, and I stop at the liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> good, good process Duke. here. I, I don't. I can't see what'd be wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> and then I was I was home on the couch one day. After that, and my wife came home from work. And you know, we think we're hiding it from other people when we're drunk, <laughs> but in reality, they know as you as know, they walk in the damn door. Yeah, my wife was like. Oh, have you been drinking? I was like, no. She's like, bullshit, you're slurring your words. It's like, yeah. well, maybe a little bit. And yeah, I mean she literally got on her knees in front of me and cried. Uh, and I still didn't I still didn't stop for another month.
0: Dude, I mean I I I pretended to have something wrong with my brain. I faked tripping over a cat that we didn't own. I put on <laughs> work boots. Uh I I, I I came out of the bedroom in my boxers and put my work boots on. And, you know, my fiance at the time was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to work. It was all a charade, all a charade to, to make her. To, and it's just what a piece of shit, you know, just to make her think that she's crazy when, when I'm slurring my words and yep. it's like, I'm not, that's not who I am, but God damn it. I was, you know, I, I, I was that I went to any links. To protect yep. the drink, man.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, it takes control. There's no doubt about it. It, you know, it it, literally does. It robs you of everything. Every, every Everything good in your life is gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And after I lost that job, I'll tell you one more quick one. I went to an interview and killed it because I was talking. But uh, I couldn't sign my name when I had to sign out of the building. When I signed in, I faked it. I didn't actually sign in because my hand was shaking so bad. And the lady that took me on the tour was standing right next to me and my hand was shaking so bad when I was trying to sign my name out of the log book. Yeah, I never got a call back from that, you know, and, yeah. but still wasn't done, dude. This, this is a, a terrible, terrible, terrible disease, but dude, I, I want to thank you so much, man. Uh, a story of, you know, 40 years of of drinking and nine years in, in prison, you know, that would bury a lot of people uh, that would, that would, you know, if that happened to me, I would never survive. But you found the strength somewhere, and you found you know your self worth uh, to dig your way out of it, man. And I just think that is that is so awesome and so impressive. And it, it's congratulations, dude, on on two years coming up, man. I I can't even imagine making it two years. That's the goal. But we'll get to through today, and we'll see what tomorrow brings.
1: <laughs> That's it. No, I appreciate all that. And that, that's exactly what it is. I mean, trust me, when first night in rehab, did I think I could ever hit two years? Not a chance. Yeah. But you, you'd be surprised. And it's, um, you got to learn to pull from wherever you can because you're going to yeah. get knowledge from everybody. It doesn't matter who it is. And, you, you know, I know you talked about AA changing and things like that. Um, there's an app, the Joe and Charlie app.
0: Oh, okay. Yep.
1: And because yeah, I heard when I was first in rehab, there's a guy there. He'd been uh, he just hit twenty five years sober. One of the counselors, as a matter of fact, when I was there, and he he had he had them on video, and I, we're watching Joe and Charlie. It's like wow, these dudes are awesome because they're they're the old school ones. I mean, yes. And then yes. then you fi- then you find the app, and I'm listening. And you listen to the app, and it's so great to listen to because I forget which one was talking about it. But he used to own like a big farm and businesses, and he said yeah. Every once in a while, he said. I'd get a call, and the call would be like, yeah, what? like, oh, found another one, and he's like, he must have had like 300 bottles stashed all throughout these buildings. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he quit drinking. He, he quit drinking. He forgot where he put them, and then the people go, you know, he sold the business, and the new people who took it over kept finding bills, bottles all over the building.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. It's oh, tragic, God, I mean, tragic, I have, tragic, but oh, that's it's it's awesome tragic, that you can laugh, it, yeah
1: exactly it's tragic but it's good that you can share that and, that, and that's you know that's definitely with connection for sure is uh, one of the biggest thing that's helped me is coming on here like this with podcasts and talking to other people and sharing because you get outside of yourself yep. when we're in our addiction we are so self-centered and so focused on just me that's all i was focused on was me 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 and the next drink and that's yeah. all there was to it, it really is but yep, then once you get outside of yourself and you start helping other people and you get to see them grow and change, yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. Your, your sobriety will take off. The more the more you pour into other people, you you actually get more out of it than you're actually pouring in.
0: Dota, and that's that's yeah, that's that's the weird thing. It's like, oh, you're you're you're, you're getting all these people on to talk to, on your podcast. You know, that's so great. You're doing so, such great things. Like, pfft, dude, this is just as much selfish as it is uh, trying to help other people because hearing these things, man, this keeps it fresh, dude. This is, this is for my recovery, man. I, I don't do it just, just for that. This is, I mean, yeah, this exactly. Is, this is for me too.
1: No, a hundred percent. It has got to be for each other. It can't just be, I mean, that's, like I said, now that Twitter's blowing up with uh, so much sobriety stuff on there, it's awesome as well. It's like Because people not in active addiction, people not going through sobriety, don't understand that sometimes, you know what? Just that two-second tweet saying, hey, I feel like shit, and then you get 15 people building you up. Hey, you know what? i because I Remember, uh, you replied back to somebody, I think it was today, either today or yesterday, when I saw it pissed me off. The lady was like, I got four days, and people are saying I'm shit because I only have four days and this yeah. and that. And you jumped on it right away, and it's like, yeah, one hundred percent. You know what? If you got one second, yeah. you're taking steps. It doesn't matter.
0: Yep, it it, it has to start there, right? Yeah. And 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 these people that get at them, you know, they they will always be like, oh, well, one day at a time. Well, what do you think a day starts with, dude? Uh, yeah. I just, I I just, and and I was in a discussion with the lady too. You know, I am not. Going to be that guy that gets on social media and pretends like I know this person that just tweeted and I know what they're going through. And you know, in real life and in meetings, if you if you do the sponsor thing or you make connections in, in real life and you know that person, then yeah, go ahead and say, All right, well, I know you're that's a fucking lie, bullshit, and then call them out on if you know the person. I am not gonna do yep. that to some stranger in social media whose maybe only avenue is to throw out a Hail Mary and say, help. You know, I'm not exactly. going to do that.
1: And if, no, if that's what exactly. you want to do,
0: I, I'm not going to support you. <laughs> I, it, no, just, no. you know, I, it, there there is literally nothing good that could happen of, well, you only got two days, so let's not put the cart before the horse. No, you have two days. That is exactly. amazing and good job. And, you know, keep going. And that's how it should be. That's just my opinion.
1: Oh, exactly that. The uh, the Facebook group I'm part of, Recovery Elevator, which is it's all alcohol. does not deal with any other kind of addiction. But that that's the thing there. And like you said, you don't really know the people. But yeah, when people come on, like, oh, I only have two days, and everybody will jump on right away. No, do not use the word only. It doesn't right. matter. You know, we all started somewhere. We all started with one second of sobriety. Yeah. So I don't care if you ha- I don't care if you have a week or if you have fifty years. You started with that first second.
0: Yep. Yep. Amen, dude. And it, and I'm so glad that we have so many positive people out there. Uh, You know, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. I don't want to keep you all day. Well, I could, I could sit here and talk to you all day, man. (laughs) uh, uh, You know, and this is not, this is not to critique or anything, but it's, I have found the community in Twitter to be far superior than that of Facebook. And I like to able to reach out and find people. uh, I mean, you obviously are using Facebook, uh, What's your comparison be? To t- do you kind of feel the same way, or, or
1: no? I feel the same way. Twitter is definitely better. Like I said, and it's funny because that recovery app, uh, that recovery group on uh, Facebook, somebody I was in uh, who I still talk to from rehab, he's the one who told me about it. And it's it's uh you can't search it, you can't find it. You have to go through their website and ask to be put on it. But gotcha. yeah, between the two, between the two, Twitter is definitely better because yeah, Facebook. Facebook is like what Twitter used to be. Yes. It's it's still so much, you know, people want to get in their echo chambers and then beat up somebody who has a different opinion. You know, I like it. I like Twitter, especially with the sober stuff on Twitter, where I don't care. I'll come on Twitter and say, you know what? AA didn't work for me, but if it works for you, God bless you, run with it. Yep. And I've never heard back from somebody, oh, you're wrong. AA is the only way. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who think it. Maybe they've never said nothing, but. Yeah. I, I find it, I find it a lot less on Twitter than I do on the Facebook end.
0: Right on, right on. And I, I agree. And it's, it's not to hate on Facebook. It's just, if, if you do listen to this and you're on Facebook and it's like, man, this, these guys met on Twitter and they, they're talking all these great things. About Twitter. Give it a shot. I mean, there, there's, I mean, I got nothing bad to say about Twitter these days. I did before, no. but these days it's pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It really has. It's changed around a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, Jim, dude, awesome. Congratulations on the upcoming two years, man. That is just an enormous accomplishment. Um, I, I'm so happy for you, man. It um, you know, we didn't do a deep dive into your story, but we don't have to. I think we covered the points that uh somebody out there is going to be like, you know what? I, I just got out of jail, I got just got out of prison, you know, I don't think I can do this. Somebody will hear this, and somebody's going to benefit from this conversation. I truly believe that. So, thank you so much for for taking the time to share and recover out loud, my friend.
1: Absolutely, thanks for having me. I, I, that's my whole thing. Is if I can help one person out there in the universe, I'm happy.
0: Dude, I, I said that when I started this, and I got my first response one time about man that that really hit home. Thank you for doing that, and that that one was good enough. And now there's more. So. I'm going to keep doing this until I can't do it anymore. And, you know, um, you know, let's uh, let's get back together uh, uh, in the future. And, um, you know, you can tell everybody how you're doing and, and what's new. Sound good?
1: Absolutely. I'd love to do it.
0: Awesome, Jim. Well, take care, my friend. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Yep, Take care.